It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shucking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another episode of the Upland Properties Expert. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing this evening? Lovely day here in Texas. I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, March is almost over. The one-third of the year is almost over. We're flying through. Is that math? One-third of the year? Or one-fourth. Three months, one fourth. I not three right. or four. You probably public school, public school. Oh, absolutely, public school, baby. Yeah, and then right. and then the oh, navy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but uh, math is kind of important when you're trying to put missiles on target. But besides the point. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you're pricing upland property. Well, that's very important too. Uh, <laughs> pricing upland property. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, god. I was going to say pricing upland property, pricing uh, legits. Yeah, all all that good cool. stuff. That's good stuff. Shout out to the audience. Hey, Pasta. Yeah. Welcome. Howdy. Outstanding. And this is episode 128. Moving right 128. along. Yes, sir. Ooh, ferret in the house. Gotta love that blog explorer, too. Is that a ferret on a cell phone? Absolutely. I don't know how that works. Absolutely. <laughs> Mashup, represent UCC, big announcement this episode about uh, a UCC thing. Just Ooh, teaser. Nice little teaser. Just saying, stay tuned. Excited. Stay tuned. Excited to hear what that's about. Um, hey, and uh, your, your favorite fan. Oh, Look at how sweet. Tip, tip, tip of the hat to you as well, TM. Glad you could join us this evening. Yeah, and for this evening, we do have your... Um, market update that we always provide and we're not having any heat maps uh heat maps were a couple of days old and really there wasn't a lot of change from last week to this week uh one of the comments from last week's video though was what were we looking at at heat maps and what were we trying to explain uh Hmm. and we never really broke that down for them so if you do watch one of our previous videos um the darkest color is sold out. The red, you know, is... Oh, did you not have a key on there? I guess it's very small for people to see. <laughs> That's fair. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the broadcast on a pretty big screen here. So, yeah, probably a small screen or heck it, if you're on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's fair. you know, the lighter the green, the less, uh, the less of the area has been bought up. And then the darker the red, the more of the area is brought up. And the black is where it's out. Um, but yeah, we got, we got the market update and then we have, uh, talking about the new treasure hunting. Uh, I'm excited, you know, to get your thoughts on the new treasure hunting tiers and, and what you think about that. And we do have, uh, something interesting. I saw a lot of discussion about the spark week and the sparked up rewards. So, uh, we'll touch on that for a bit. And then we had a pretty interesting. Would you accept that offer uh, that was sent to me, and that I pretty uh, elaborate. Was it the one that you sent me earlier? Yeah, that was, was that, the one I sent the you one? earlier. Yeah, um, 
And that's what I do like about Upland is the community itself. Uh, a player sent me, said, hey, I think this is a pretty pretty no-brainer trade. Just want your thoughts before I pull the trigger. Um, and what was he? What, did they say it was a no-brainer except? That is. Oh, wait, I guess no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. So. Oh, God. Yeah. My lighting, like, what the hell? It yeah. got lit up by the sun. <laughs> it, like, re, it redid the, uh, the focus point. Yeah, auto. get a suntan. But what I was I going to say is I do, this player is an OG player. He, he's been around since uh, early 2020. But that's the great thing about the community. You know, you think you know what's going on and you think it's a, a good deal. But you can reach out to people in the community and say, hey, tell me what you think about this trade. And, you know, we're more than happy to help. So I, I still love the community. And, you know, it takes a lot for some people, it takes a lot to come out and say, hey, I need help, or what do you think? But there's a lot of players that do reach out. So I think that's awesome about the Upland community. It's not always about how do I make money. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, Mindex in the house also. All right, let's jump into it. So, bottom five city floors. Um, I, Detroit jumped up 20% on the U S dollar floor. I, I mean, it's not much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, did I just close my, that's so funny. Yeah. So not much to talk about there on, um, the bottom floors, new Orleans, uh, dropped, 12 and a half percent which overtook nashville nashville was number five last week um yeah top five yeah no it's interesting i mean it's it's good that you know the floor is climbing i mean 360 that's pretty cheap oh absolutely i there's still a lot of cheap properties out there in detroit um la down to five dollar yeah coming on done five dollar holler (laughs) <laughs> All right, top five city floors. Look at this, though. Now, yeah, moving. He's going to hate. <laughs> yes, the UPEX floor uh, is climbing and stabilizing. I did find it interesting that in Santa Clara and the Bronx, the U.S. dollar floor porch dropped just a little bit. Not a lot, but still, uh, everything was up. San Francisco is really going insane. Um up 34. I mean, I don't know about really going insane. I think it's the market is finally realizing, oh, wait, newer isn't always better. Like the feature, I mean, especially you talk about car. Wait, where's the factory? Where the first car is going to be launched? The San Francisco node? Oh. Yeah. So, but I do find. I haven't. Dan Disky says I haven't been able to list props. Oh, is that why? Is that why the floor has been so? It's going up. Uh, you haven't. Oh, Dizzy, Dizzy, are you threatening to drop the floor of San Francisco? That's, Come on now. That's what it sounds like. And oh, um, you. I did anyway. see some talk about. Well, yeah, that's because Upline hasn't announced another city release. No, you need to have properties available. It's 
you don't and you don't have to buy into every city. Okay, so yes, people are starting to purchase things again, but it was after the liquidation. So it's it's not Upland's fault. It's trying to keep a healthy economy and when you have new players coming in, trying to give them something to do in the game. Mm. Now the interesting Recon says uh they think that the restructuring of the city tiers gave San Francisco a big boost. That's that's true too. I was really excited, and and I think we'll have that up here at some point, right? The the new structure. Do you have a slide for that or no? I don't want to put you on the spot. I do have some of the new structures for the trouble cool. or for the treasure hunting. Yep. Gotcha. And, and that could that could be something like that um, because I I was interested to talk about some points about that and that could actually have an impact there too. Uh, yeah. Now we got the 30 day change. Interestingly enough, uh, Manhattan was down <laughs> from uh, 30 days ago, February 22nd. Uh, it's a little over 30 days, but still. Um, now next week will be interesting because that's when the Manhattan floor price really started to drop. It was like about 119,000 the following week. So the first week um, mm. in, in March, it, it, it really dropped. So you'll see a huge 30 day change if the floor continues to climb. Um, yeah, no. And I mean, we've been saying it for a long time. San Francisco has been woefully undervalued by the market. Um I'm surprised <laughs> just give for the dogs. Um, I'm really surprised it has, um, you know, taken this long, but I'm glad that the, the market is correcting itself. I, I think honestly a 50 K floor for San Francisco is reasonable. And honestly, a hundred K floor or 150 K hundred to 150 K um, is fair for Manhattan. I think that those are, reasonable numbers for the call it the next three to six months. Like I think that, that those are fair numbers. Uh, yeah, that I think that's where your stabilization will happen. Um, some people are already fear mongering about a potential of a Queens cause you know, Upland has said there'll be another East coast city coming. Queen- oh yeah. No, I would imagine it'll be queen. Although Miami, they're doing that Miami thing there. There's a Miami conference coming up. I saw, posting about that. So uh, my top two speculation would be Queens is probably still the highest, but Miami could be a sleeper. That's my like uh, surprise sleeper city. I think for the East coast, at least I would at least like to see you Miami held back just a little bit, but Hey, if you want to do Miami, that's, that's fine. I think, my, but what do you, I'm not, I'm not putting Miami at a tier one. I'm putting Miami to tier two. Eh? Oh, and Miami's a tier one. Or are you saying Miami? Tier one for yeah. Miami? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just because you have a bunch of, <laughs> just because you have the most properties in the game doesn't make you a property expert. That just makes you greedy. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I own 47 spices. I'm not Emerald Lagasse in the kitchen, though. Come on now. Yeah. And that's something we'll get up to is the uh, cities that are left that have NFL cities. And you can look at those as potential mm. ones coming up. Um, we'll that's get, true, too. We'll get that here shortly in, in one of our discussions. But Ferret thinks it's going to be uh, the hyper uh, with Philadelphia with Hyperloop and NFLPA. I see that. 
Now with the Hyperloop, I could see him hitting Pittsburgh first before Philadelphia Ooh. or Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. But, but but those aren't really East Coast. See, I right. feel like Baltimore hits that East Coast yeah, you know, yeah. checkbox. And you got all those cities so close together, um, Boston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, and Washington, D.C., that all have professional teams there. So a- any one of those could be that. Um, and I-, I think you'll see more floor stabilizations. I don't think you'll see as many people – trying to liquidate once because I think the cities will come faster on releases. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting um, to see, cause this is really like LA was the first time we had a bunch of growth right at the end of 2021 um, with NFL PA and you know, them really ramping up their promotion. So we had a bunch of new players come in they saw the scarcity. They saw the markups, especially looking at places. Um, yeah, it would have been better with a Super Bowl ring. You're not wrong there. Um, I feel like there was a bunch of new interest in the game, and a lot of those players were probably coming from other NFT projects that they're used to getting immediate returns of like 5 to 20x because that's what it is, and everything that they're involved in is pump and dump. You hope to get in early, and so you had a bunch of people – Then as soon as LA was open, they're like, this is like every other NFT launch. I'm going to go buy a bunch, flip it immediately for a bunch of money, and boom, then I'll go on to my next thing. And it's just like, that's not, Upland's a game. It's not an NFT flip money grab nonsense that's like 90% of the projects out there. Like, you're building a community. We're building an entire metaverse. Like, it's a long play. So hopefully those players had a realignment of expectations and with the further, like, and now we have a stronger base, right? So each time it's like, you know, that's where you get the classic up, down, you know, oh, okay, now you got a bunch of people leave, fine, bye. If you don't have the stomach to withstand it, then you probably aren't in the right project anyway. Eh, But now we have a bigger base. And then the next thing it'll be, you know, smaller spikes and then hopefully people start to realize that the metaverse game is a long haul development piece of work, not just a quick flip. Wait, I was told that I could get a thousand percent interest each week in this game. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh-huh. No, I think you have to go to earth two for that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now, yeah. And as we, as we get more, <laughs> oh, look at you with the sound effects. Nice, nice. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, Our planet. Yeah, no, boo. Yeah, we were both going so. for the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of creepy. Um, you're kind of old with to have kind of. Yeah, just you know what's even creepier? That's actually a recording of your children. Ooh, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And things got weird. And it got awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. So, oh, before we get into the new um, treasure hunting tiers and the adjustments there. 
One of the other interesting things, if you look, L.A. is already 60% sold out. Definitely not the 24 hours, week, or month that everybody said that was going to happen. We're yeah. over two months, still 60% sold. Um, Nashville is only 68% sold out. Kansas City, 75% sold out. And Detroit's 51% sold out. So you do have a lot of fresh properties up there, uh, multiple tiers. Um, so you're... It's a good, healthy, healthy economy for, for the for a little bit. Maybe you got mass chefs. Uh, Maybe it's mass chefs, kid. Yeah, who knows what you got going on. So, one of the interesting arguments that I heard this week was it was BS that they changed the troubleshooting tiers because now it's devalued their property. Oh, interesting. It, it didn't oh. change. It didn't change the city tiers. It just changed your troubleshooting or treasure hunting <laughs> tiers. Um, that's an interesting. Now the question is, the current tier three though. I'm looking at it. So your send fees, uh, more or less the same. Now the prizes for tier five. Are they the old tier three? So the prizes for tier five are now. Um, are they lower? Like, do we have? Because I honestly now I don't remember. Because I never, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective. I was like, which, to be fair, to be fair, um, if San Francisco got knocked down to like a tier two treasure hunt, like, yeah, I'd be pissed. So I can imagine if you're in, I don't know, say Fresno, and all of a sudden you're at Tier 5 as opposed to Tier 3. Now the question is, is Tier 5 the same as Tier 3, like from a prize perspective? So really, you know, the the, the people that went from a Tier 3 to a Tier 4 technically got like a bump up or what? Well, the prize is on the Tier 5. Your send fees are 520 520- Five twenty-five and ten, and then your prizes are. So, and just for, and just so people know, that's minimum, maximum, and default. That's what those three numbers are. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. You only yep. have standard and limited treasures there, and it's sixty upx to sixteen fifty upx, sixteen hundred and fifty upx. Hmm. Now, so it's less. <clears throat> now, when you. When you buy a property, do you have treasure hunting in consideration at all on a city or a location? Does that go into your thought process other than your strategic plan of making a treasure hunting map? Um, no, but I don't, I, I would say the reason I'm a no on that is because if I'm going to treasure hunt, it's going to be in San Francisco. I, I don't have any interest in creating an, another treasure hunting map. Um, however, again, if I had invested in creating a treasure hunt map and then the, uh, the tier rewards changed, I could certainly understand um, a bit of frustration there. Like that would, because like I said, when they announced the tier change, I was like, oh God, if, if San Francisco is into tier one treasure hunt, I'm going to be very upset. Um, so I would imagine that the same would be said, but no, I don't traditionally look at um, treasure hunting as a property buying reason. 
but I, I would definitely say other people would. Sure. And the funny thing is, is the argument was about the Bronx, which the was... Bronx. Okay. So the Bronx originally, so prior to this was a uh, 1050 or 105040. That's interesting. So it had the default of a tier one. <laughs> it had a default of the tier one, but uh, the min max of a, of a lower one. And it went, well, wait, it's a tier two. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Bronx. It was Brooklyn. Sorry, it was Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. so Brooklyn, Brooklyn's got you know uh, pretty standard, and then it went to a tier four. Oh, so there's no tier three. Yeah, ten, fifty, twenty, but the send fees didn't change. No. And so again, is tier four better or worse oh, than it, a tier two? A tier four, a tier four was similar to the tier two. You had a standard limited, you know. The send fees didn't change, and it was 120 upex to uh, 3300 upex as the rewards. So it, it really didn't change, other than the treasure hunting tiers to fit the new standard. Because they created um, tier three, they created tier one and tier three. Those are the new ones that entered into the five stages of treasure hunting. Um, and okay. Nothing was nothing's a three yet, and that's a standard, limited, and exclusive. Um, 175 OPEX to 49.50, and it's 15.75 and 30. Wait, so Umbrella Boy says it's way worse. There's no exclusives for Tier 2? Oh, yeah, you used to have exclusives in Tier 2. Hmm, yeah, UCC DAT. That's right. Um, No, hmm, huh. But does that affect your property? Yeah, I don't know how I... Well, I don't know about that, though, because I would say one of the primary elements for me of property value is game functionality. Um, so I would say that definitively would, um, in all honesty, like, because essentially your your city now just lost. It's like your city got demoted. Like, you can't, you, you don't have exclusive treasure hunts anymore, like, I would say that's a pretty big deal. Does tier three have, does the new tier three have a, um, an exclusives? Yes. Exclusives. It does. Okay. So I, I'm open. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I'm literally just learning. I didn't realize that there was a, you know, the situation. I think we could, what do you think? Should we petition to have Brooklyn become a tier three then? Now, well, I don't like I'm not a big Brooklyn person honestly, but like I don't like the idea of a, of a city losing exclusive treasure access that it previously had. That's I don't that doesn't I don't like that. UCC Dax is uh Brooklyn and New Orleans, NOLA for those who don't know is abbreviation for New Orleans. Um should both have been tier 3. Yeah. Okay, let's let's get that started. Is that on the suggestion board somewhere? If somebody has a link to the suggestion board or anywhere where that's at, let me know. Um, I'll definitely. I, I'm with that. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's right to remove an ex, like if they had exclusive treasure hunts before, they should not they should not have that been removed. Honestly, like they should be grandfathered in or given a special exception to be tier three or something. Yeah, definitely good. Yeah, I was Bronx tier two and Brooklyn tier four, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because to me, like, Bronx then just got a bump in value, right? Because now, like, your new send fee, your, your ability to charge send fees just doubled, right? Right. And you're on, on the Bronx, your minimum's doubled. So it's guaranteed your send value is doubled minimum. And, uh, yeah, I don't like that. But so for the people that do the treasure hunting and they look for properties that, that could impact it. But for people that are your real estate investor, I don't think that has an impact in their decision. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I hadn't really thought about it from that perspective, um, which is why, you know, these kind of um, community projects are so important. They, they give people an opportunity to talk and share perspectives and um, yeah, so it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, I think that there's probably a couple of these tier fours that probably could have been tier threes. And that's a good point too, because Oakland they had uh, they had the expansion with Berkeley and um, Almeida. Almeida, yeah. Well, oh, okay, so. See, now this is where the evolution of the conversation goes, though. If it was literally, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't really care about the real-life versions of these cities because, for instance, I hate real-life San Francisco. It's okay. one of my least favorite cities in the entire world, but and this- I have visited lot of cities on this list do you not hate almost every single one of these uh yeah no i hate every single one of these cities (laughs) i don't know nashville's got some pretty you know what's funny i i like i like nashville i don't mind kansas city either um great barbecue um but yeah i don't really like any of the other cities in real life so that's probably fair um but the argument that so many cities got disrupted, again, if it was strictly like, ooh, Brooklyn got pounded really hard at a massive disadvantage to every other city, um, I think that that would have more legs. If you're like, there's here's a five of the 16 cities got negatively impacted, then it's just like, yeah, that's just an adjustment. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like it. But if that many, if there's that many people with different city views, then it's very unlikely that they're going to change one because then they'd have to redo the whole thing. I, I'd be curious to know from the Upland team if these treasure hunt tiers are set in stone. I would love an opportunity um, for a tier four city based on its development, right? Based on the number of houses that it has based on the number of community nodes and, and, and um, participation in events, I love the idea of being able to go up one treasure hunt tier or something like that, like something to incentivize a city to really rally and go, hey, you, you put us here, but we're not. We're better than that. I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Now, tier one has a rare tier to it. Yeah. 
And as part of the new tier, there will be four brand new treasures to discover. The rare spark chest, the rare treasure chest, as well as the diamond and stack coin pinatas. Did you just fall out of your chair? No, no, no. I went to go get a drink, but not over like four monitors doing so. It was it was bad. Um but absolutely I do I do like your your thoughts of being able to prove abilities to move up or down tiers. But I think if you do that too much, you're messing with the sends too much and you're you're just disrupt No 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 no. You don't mess with the sends. Okay. The sends are set. The send fees are set, right? But I think that cities should be able to participate in an activity or some way, again, um, you know, buildings, something like that, to be able to say, hey, we would like to go up. Because here's, and, and I can tell you, perfect. this is a perfect slide. This threshold, they already said, is variable. Right. So this is a very interesting um, piece of insight, I think, to the cities and the amount of participation. Chicago, we, we were saying it for so long. So many people were saying, hey, if you want to tier one city, Chicago is great for charger hunting. You could still mint across the map. Tons of activity there. Now we see with this, and I, this is one of my favorite modifications, I think, like Based on the average amount of participations, your riot threshold increases. I don't know how often they sample that, but essentially they're saying, hey, there's so many people in Chicago. It was always in riot mode. It made it unbalanced. But now they're giving the people of Chicago to say, hey, you get 49 of you guys hunting. Whoever finds it's going to get 4x the rewards. Sploosh. That's super cool. I don't treasure hunt in Chicago, but, man, that's very compelling. Um, I mean, it's double the rewards of Manhattan and San Francisco. Like, that's pretty cool. Now, granted, the other the other cities of 15, I like that. You know, it's low. I like the idea of that varying. I like the idea of, you know, cities being able to grow in their, uh, their tiers as well, not just from a, this, but also from, uh, you know, being able to go into a different treasure hunting tier. Unlock exclusives, right? Like if 20% of your properties have buildings on them in the city, right? 20% of the city is built out with, with buildings. You guarantee unlock like your the exclusive treasure. I like that idea. The more I'm talking about it, the more I like the idea of almost putting features behind participation walls of an entire city of an entire community um, to really get behind, um, hey, let's go build this up. We see this happening time and time again in nodes. Um, I, the, I might interrupt briefly and go on a more side tangent. Do we have more slides related to treasure hunting? Yeah. Or, no, this is the only other slide related to treasure hunting. These were the two big ones I wanted okay. to – we could talk about everything else. Um, and – now, that's going to be the interesting thing, as we talked earlier. Um, don't lose your tangent that you want to run off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but San Francisco dropped down to 15 as the threshold for riot mode, and you got a 2x reward multiplier. Um, people were coming back. They're like, man, we can hit riot mode in San Francisco easy. 2x is still solid, so let's go. 
Now, this could change the floors as the riot mode thresholds change because they're like, hey, you can look at what's cheap and what you need for a threshold. Get a couple of your friends that you're working with in these different uh, city groups and you can start changing the floor in places to help the treasure hunting in the riot mode as you're building a treasure hunting map. And that could really have an interesting impact on city floors. Yeah, no, I, I really like this idea of like creating a floating system that changes based on participation, right? Um, Houston, why would Houston be higher? I don't, I don't, I don't see the correlation. I, I missed something there. Um, so I, I really like the idea of them putting, you know, participation and activity thresholds on things and rewarding cities like Chicago. To me, like, I don't know how the treasure hunters of Chicago feel. Like, having a 49 threshold seems high, but if you're that active anyway, then that's a bonus. And a 4X multiplier, oh, what a motivating factor. But again, oh, and, and I think they were talking about doing a similar thing with the licenses, right? The the business licenses, where it's like a scale. The more people who go in, the more it costs, right? And so you right. try to balance that out. This, I see the same thing here with this, right? So more people, higher threshold, but higher reward. Eh, it might drive some people away, which means that the threshold's harder to achieve, and then it starts to go down and then reset, and then it, it finds its balance, and it kind of oscillates between those two um, things. I, so interesting. Um, uh, I, I would like to see more of that in the game because I think it is very compelling. And it was interesting the um, just how the cities where people were really treasure hunting and, and the impact that actually had, that kind of took me by surprise. And it's interesting that San Francisco and Manhattan are both tier one overall cities, tier one treasure hunting cities, mm-hmm. but yet you only need 15 to activate riot mode. Yeah, but we've touched on this a, a couple of times. Manhattan's unique in the sense that it really feels like it's, how it's like a everybody for themselves kind of place. Which honestly, to me, is the exact vibe of New York. Like, it is not very cooperative. It is, I mean, I know that they rally behind certain causes and things and whatever. But, like, for the most part, I would say the average New Yorker, blinders on, like, you just picture them walking down the street, they're just doing their thing. Like, I feel like that's the vibe of the city anyway. So. You know, people probably don't own a ton of properties. Plus, we saw the floor price is ridiculous. Uh, so probably not as many people interested in treasure hunting. It would probably be a very costly endeavor. Where, again, Chicago was, you know, big and unminted for a very long time. Um, now, what's interesting is you see, like, L.A. with a threshold of 25 but a reward multiplier of 2. So it's curious to see, like... What is the threshold that gets you to another multiplier? Yeah. Because, like, Nashville and Chicago is only an eight-person eight difference, but it's an entire multiplier different, right? 
don't know. I would hope that they start being a little bit more transparent with this kind of stuff too. I think the reason that they're not is that they're still working out their algorithms and their logic. So they don't want to make it too transparent because it's likely to change and then they'll have to reeducate people. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where I think they're at right now. And I think once they kind of get a good feel, a couple of adjustments are made over the next, um, six months or so with the riot mode thresholds and rewards, they'll, they'll be able to explain the explain a little more. You don't want to explain it too much because then people just take advantage and, uh, they'll, they'll figure out the loopholes and the tricks to maximize, maximize the, uh, formula. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think some transparent, there is an amount of transparency that says we will take a running or like every 30 days snapshot average participation plus 10% equals riot mode or whatever, whatever their calculation is to at least be transparent. I mean, I'm trying to think of how, I mean, okay, I guess you might have somebody like go and activate a bunch of uh, treasure hunting accounts to try and drive the threshold up to get the multiplier to, I mean, there's always going to be people trying to abuse the system, but like, I don't know. I think the average player deserves to understand Oh yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. Um, so, okay. No, go. Well, I got, I got two more topics on this. One being the the promo I've been teasing. All right. Um, and then the second, which maybe I'll do, I'll do this. I don't know if I just want to talk about. It. I've seen a lot of talk on um, treasure hunting bots recently. Oh, um, that's, that's our next slide. Oh, you got a slide for it. Um, it's kind of hard to read, but yeah, you'll have to maximize your screen so you can blow it up nice and big to read it. Um, put on my peeper, peeper goggles. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, you want to go to it? Yeah, we'll go to that. We'll go that. What the F is this? No, I can't even read it. (laughs) I have this on a Jumbotron and I can't read it. Are you insane? Yeah, you got to, you get. Can you like zoom into a part of it or something? This is. No, I can't. I mean, okay. What? What should we be getting out of this? All right. What's the TLDR? Oops. Oops. Um, I was trying to zoom in. So this was from Spark Week, and a lot of people were talking about treasure hunting bots that it just, you know, just like clockwork. Now, with games that you have limited action, I've been a part of the the top players. They set an alarm. You know, you had your turns refreshed every two hours or every four hours. They had an alarm set. They wake up. They take their turns till they expire. They go back to sleep. Just like troubleshoot, or I had, put our faces back at least. My gosh, this is unreadable. It this is, is not unreadable. You just it's need, unreadable. You need I a, can't read it. You need a bigger monitor. Can anybody in the stream read this? Probably not. So Dizzy, okay. So Dizzy was a big proponent of being. I think that's is this was was he ranting about bots earlier? Was this? I don't know if he was going as much as bots, but he was one of the ones that really got spun up with Derns because it's the same people over and over again. So this was Spark Week. The top 12 people, uh, Jun Jun had 22 wins. Uh, Vern Tarr had 17 wins. Now, okay, so let me – so Jun Jun has been around forever. right. And June June was one of the first active participants in treasure hunting. 
Yes. And I can tell you for a fact, when Treasure Hunting first came out, there were not bots. I know for a fact there was not bots because no one had time to develop bots yet. And he was always very, very competitive about these damn things. Yes. So, <laughs> there, did, yes, agree. Jun Jun is Absolutely. a good hunter. Like... And that's about right. He, he average times 37.3 yeah. seconds. And, you know, June, June's that's pretty solid. Um, this Vern tar 29.3. That's flying. Uh, and the Mr. Goat 31.9. Th- those are some pretty quick times that kind of jump out. And then, uh, what's, DMP, what city are they in? Are they in? Do we have, do we have what city they're in? I can't zoom in, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. But, <laughs> so you can't even read your damn slide. No, this was given to me. They're all in San Fran, you think? DMP 206. Um, yes, this oh, was San these Fran. Are, these are all in San Fran. Yep. So 32.3 okay. seconds, DMP oh, 2006, and Dagsy 31.5. That's just flying. Yeah. Those are average times. So based off of all the times that they won, that is their average time. Uh, but really, you know, during Spark Week, the, the point being is these these players are hitting it each and every time. Um, during Spark Week, maybe there should be some sort of cap. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. Like, because if you're not botting, you're putting in a significant amount of time and effort into this. Like, that's that's my perspective. Like, I know how hard it is to get – now, if you are botting in any way, shape, or form, and I'm not talking about an alarm. I think having an alarm that comes up that's like, hey, exclusive is coming up whenever. Like, those are perfectly good. They're very accessible anymore. Like, that's not a hidden secret, really. You can find servers that have that. Oh, and those were out as soon as Treasure Hunting State. It didn't take long for the people, you know, they asked Upland, hey, is it okay if we have a bot that that does a countdown and pings off the... So, yeah, those have been around saying, hey, this one's coming in five minutes with a two-minute warning, with a one-minute warning. So so you're good to go. Yeah. So, I mean... That's, that's interesting. If these are just their wins, then their time is going to skew to their best performance. Yeah, it is. That's, that's fair, too. You know what? But, because but, it's easy for us to see 22 wins from June, June. Did he participate in 22? No, he probably participated in 100. I don't know how many participated. Well, in. you got you got a three-hour cooldown, remember? And, that's true. And then this spark, the spark hunting was only for a couple of couple of days it wasn't the full week gotcha the only reason they didn't win more quicker is because of the cooldown period skew goes both yeah. ways yeah that's fair and, and as you can see every three hours you know after their cooldown expired it was the next the next treasure that came up bam done winner so, uh, the, and the top 10 to 12 players are literally almost on perfect rotation. Well, that can happen one of two ways. I mean, and they play off of each other. You know, they're like, oh, June, June got it. So I'm going to snipe that. So I'm going to work on the next one. And they, they look out for each other and they coordinate. I mean, it makes sense. I do like the idea. What if we, what if the cooldown was six hours? Like, would that, do you think that would help? Like a longer cooldown? During spark during the spark uh, the souped up spark hunts yeah I think so yeah cap the spark amount but remove the cooldown interesting 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely think that the what we have seen with the treasure hunt is that these do there is a lot of um, calibration that's still going on. Um, it's fair to be frustrated. I have seen some very suspicious things. Um, it's it's more hunting. It's just the fact that these players are getting a thousand a week in spark. How, oh, so that was only three days. But I mean, the top person there got what? 1.3 spark? That's not a thousand dollars. Oh, but I guess they're OPEX that they also got? Because I mean, one yeah. spark is what, four or five? Yeah, I mean, I guess it adds up. Well, plus, well depending if you remember, we talked about that last week. If you're lucky enough to purchase one full spark, it's 460. If not, it's about 600 as you purchase the smaller, the smaller yeah. pieces of spark. So, really depending. And that, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's where. So let's be also. So dizzy, how much how much interest do you earn in a week? Are you are you at a million a week now? Are you at four million a, a month? Yeah, he's about a million a week. So, so so just so we're clear, you know, a million. A week, a thousand dollars a week in account additional evaluation is okay if you pay for it, but if you play for it, you're not okay with it. So that's no, no, he's not saying that. <laughs> he's he's not saying that. <laughs> Stop trolling him. <laughs> Stop so, trolling him. So what this is saying is no one should be able to get what I got because I'm putting a lot of money in. No. <laughs> Stop trolling him. That's not what he's saying. <laughs> Stop trolling I, I, I'm him. I'm teasing. Dizzy is absolutely one of the best people in the community. I, I He's I'm 100% teasing him. <laughs> uh, and I do agree, like, it, it is hard when we're seeing, you know, the consolidation of value on something that's so important right now on a handful of counts. Um, it can definitely be discouraging to new players. This isn't new to treasure hunting either. We got so much grief. Again, I remember when it first came out, I was one of the most active um, treasure hunters along with uh, June June. Heck, Mr. Monopoly played for a minute. Um, yeah. But we kept winning so many, that, and people got mad. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. It's just like, do you get mad at the same super? Okay, you guys are all football people. So. Or sports people, do you get mad because the same teams always win everything? It, it, it's but. not. It's not that they're winning. It, it's for the Spark Week. They do it once a month, and as in San Francisco, seventy six percent of all Spark went to these players. So, I mean, but I'm, I'm curious, like how many people? So, what I would want to know because it's easy for us. And, now, I hold can't on. speak. Dizzy, did Dizzy? Did you do treasure hunting? Did you do treasure hunting? No, I, I didn't do treasure hunting. Disney so was doing I also treasure think hunting. it's interesting that like people will go, oh, these same people win. Who else is playing? <laughs> like, a, a lot of people. The, no, but, because the threshold the threshold for San Francisco is 15 people. The threshold for, for Riot Mode is 15 people. So that means, on average, less than 15 people are participating and have treasure mode active yeah they were in chicago <laughs> no but but what 
Dizzy's saying here is he's not upset with these players. He's just, you know, Spark Week's supposed to be, hey, we're celebrating Spark, Spark sales, everything. And yeah. at least in this one city, and it was pretty much talking to other people, pretty much the same in all the other big treasure hunting cities that, you know, the same group of people was winning the majority of Spark, the souped up Spark. Yes, you can yeah. win Spark. You can do the treasure hunting grind. You know, you can make... It's a grind to do the treasure hunting to make thousands of dollars a month off of the UpX wins, and it's it's a skill, it's a talent, um, and there's there's yeah, no I fault mean, it's of the that. Same reason I stopped playing, uh, yeah, it's the same reason I stopped playing Call of Duty or Halo or anything because I just get headshotted by these thirteen year olds that are just so damn quick and know how to do it so much better. It's just like uh, you know, you could go, oh, aimbot, aimbot. Okay, so it sounds like Dizzy's problem isn't necessarily saying that any of these players are botting necessarily. Not botting. Although, to be fair, I've, I've seen enough evidence to believe that there's some additional shenanigans going on. I don't have enough ironclad proof to put anybody you know, on, on blast about it, but definitely some suspect things and some but whatever. I, I hope the Upland team is taking that seriously and investigating it. But based on this, it does feel like there might need to be some way to rebalance it, which, by the way, it is how cooldowns got introduced in the first place, if you remember, because there was the same amount of discontent in the community about a small number of players winning. Um, there was bot accusations back then, too, which I knew everybody that was playing, and it wasn't bots because we were all playing together. But Yeah. And it's it's more when you're going to celebrate. That's true. I did hear about that too, um, which is interesting. And I think that they recently changed that. But apparently, like Upland was like recycling like the areas. Like they could figure out like where. So it would go like here, like northeast, northwest, south. Like there was like an algorithm that people started figuring out like where it was going to pop. Yeah, and so like. They, you know, based on big data, which is funny, uh, that happened in the game, uh, big money, no whammy, no whammy. Yeah. Like that guy went on and he knew the, he knew it and he just like crushed the game because it was just a very simple algorithm and he figured it out and he gained the system. Um, so like that definitely needs to be addressed because that could absolutely be a reason. Like if you have a map and you know, like, oh, historically, it goes here, 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 here. So chances are it's in this quadrant. Then, yeah. Now, I don't think you're going to get a lot of spark during the distribution of the daily login. Uh, reward well, I would after imagine week. it would be 0.01. Yeah. Um, but for, for spark week, maybe there's a cap, an extended cool down, something like that. Just to, you know, if you want to celebrate the event, have more people win, more people to participate and feel like there's a chance to get the boost at Spark. You know, it's not against the players. It's maybe something Upland needs to look at as going forward with Spark Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, no. If you're a player that has legitimately figured out a better strategy or figured out, honestly, I'm not even mad at a player who okay? Well, apparently, too stupid said it perfect, so I'll just let it be. <laughs> no, Here's continue. Those. Continue your your thought. I'm shocked too. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what I would say is that you know, if a player has figured out the system and they're not cheating in the sense of 
hey, I've been monitoring this big data and I've, I've found a statistic thing to, to give me a better chance at winning. I'm not mad at them for it. Like it kind of is a bummer for us that aren't doing it, but they've put in the time, they've done the research, they get that reward and they can take advantage of the system until it's changed and fixed. Um, kind of is a bummer. Um, but, and if you're a bot, if you're botting in any way, shape or form, I hope you get banned forever. I, I don't have any time for that. And I really think it's hard to bot. I okay. Know, so before we a, go, oh, I know go back ahead. in the day that there was a script, but that was probably addressed by now. Cause that was like early on. Um, but botting's kind of hard on that, but there were scripts and, but now with the big data and the for treasure hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't understand like how you would even, I don't know. I'm not one of the, but they had a script where it said, Hey, you know, it's here. Huh? I mean, I saw one that that essentially like logged in, like rotated a bunch of logins. That's one that I saw at least like the beginning code of where it would like, it was like uh, a for loop where it just like logged into a bunch of different accounts and yeah. I guess got the treasure hunt information and then it would just ping it like off of that and just like send to all their own properties and then get the data back. Um, which again, that, I think that that's super shady and I hope that your account gets banned and you lose everything. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope you go to Alcatraz forever and they, and they take away all your spark. Yeah. Yeah. Spark week should be more fun. I, we were talking about like, Honestly, there should be like a t- you have like five minutes or, or even two minutes to get to the treasure, and anybody who gets to the treasure shares the treasure, like to some degree. And because I mean, you're not going to get that spark immediately anyway, so you get a fraction of a spark that was in the chest. And if you participate, you must earn at least 0.01 spark for the week to get paid out. And you know, it tracks your little incremental things and you're just getting a little bit of spark, a little bit of spark. And if you happen to be the only one that gets it during that two minutes, you get the full thing. If 10 people get it, you split it in 10 and you get a little part of it. And then at the end of the week, you know, you get paid out based on the closest 0.01 or something like that. Like I, I like that idea. Oh, and so does Dizzy. <laughs> so yeah. Like, and again, like I think that that could go for UpX too. Like anybody who finds the treasure, split it yeah spark sharing thing yeah all right so what's spark share treasure hunting yeah so what's your big announcement so not that anybody because i know everyone's been glued here so no one's visited uh the upland wiki probably in the last like i don't know 10 seconds or well i guess it's now been oh my gosh you said it was gonna be a quick episode we're already at an hour (laughs) i know um so for those who don't know, Upland Wiki is now in open beta, right? So just go to upland.wiki. It's an open beta. You're going to see a banner. So special Upland Wiki promotion with the UCC. Shout out to the UCC for putting this together. Um, they actually updated their form. They're going to give 10% off any Spark rentals through March using the promo code wiki underscore beta. It's right at the top of the wiki. There's a link to the, to the form and everything for those who are listening live for the first 10 people to fill the form out and rent spark. They will get an additional 
10,000 UPEX off your rental. So the first 10 participants, I see there's 17 live. Uh, so there's a couple in the backstage. If you were looking to build out your city, represent, hopefully push for that next tier of the treasure hunt, right? Rent some Spark. Um, it's a great opportunity. Honestly, I think Spark is at an all-time low for rentals. And here's an opportunity, 10% off plus first 10 are going to get a first are going to get 10,000 upx off. Um, and so that's in partnership with the Upland Wiki and the UCC. So shout out There you go. UCC DAC likes it. Surprising, not really, I guess. So, there you go. You down with the UCC? Yeah, you know me. Look at that. Come on, you can't you can't not participate. And it's like the home shopping club. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I like it. So, again, for those who don't know, Upland Wiki is a community project. Um, it is completely free um, to everybody. There's no paywall. There's no sign-up fees. Go join. Um, you can put in your node information. You can help contribute to the history of events. Um, Shout-out to Upland Knights. I know that they're doing – they're at the same time as us doing a trivia show, but they've been really good um, about putting some of their history and content up there. Um, lots of great node creators are participating in that. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be a, a really good project. It's still in the early days, uh, so please join and uh, look forward to, to that. Again, get that promo. Get that, get that good spark spark. There you go. All right, so... Will you take that deal? Oh, we gotta... you take out the, oh, I'll take out the banner. Yeah. All, All right. right. So. so there. there it is. Uh, this, All right. This was sent to me asking if it was a, it was a no-brainer. They were okay. offered a full Westwood co- uh, collection, which is in Hollywood. It's a limited collection, uh, 2,400 Spark Reward, 1.71x boost for their Harlem collection that was completed, the three properties they had in the Harlem, and that's a 1,600 reward and 1.57 boost. Now, both collections are sold out. Harlem sold out. Westwood sold out. Uh, the Westwood individual that was making the offer, they spent – about 142,000 upex to mint their three properties while Harlem was 30 about 31,600 upex. Uh, the total area in Westwood was 205 up square and the total area in Harlem was 160 up square. The Westwood collection earns about just under 3,000 upex a month and the Harlem collection oh is about 425 upex per month. Um, calculator. So that's interesting. Yeah, the they thought it was a no brainer that they should accept this offer because they were going to be collecting a you know bigger boost on a higher original mint. Um, so now, when you say the secondary floor market, is that per property or total? Per property. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I should have known that because the Manhattan floor is not. Okay, so you're talking 300,000. So secondary market, you're looking at just a 300,000 market. So let's pretend let's, let's pretend here um, without the apartment and townhouse. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Because I think to me that skews it pretty quickly. For, so let's pretend that there's not an apartment or a townhouse. For our so uh, we, podcast listeners, the Harlem, two of the Harlem properties had buildings on it. One apartment, one townhouse. The Westwood had no buildings on it. And the Westwood secondary floor is 49,000 UPEX. And the Harlem floor is 143,900 UPEX. So the Harlem people could, yeah. Now go back with your calculator. Have fun. Take it away. Okay. So I would say, so looking at that, the secondary market, your your value on Harlem's about two hundred and eighty six thousand uh, more on the secondary market. So that's you could if you just sold both of these collections, you would end up making two hundred and and two hundred about two hundred eighty thousand more on the Harlem collection. So now the question, and what I would what I would have advised this person is, okay, your difference in monthly earnings is uh, what twenty five hundred upex twenty five yeah yep twenty five. So if I divide, if I divide the two hundred and eighty six secondary market value by the difference in monthly earnings of twenty five hundred, um, I get about one hundred and fourteen months. So. If you were looking at it strictly from a value proposition, so you could you would be selling 286,000 upex for uh, a 3,000 or 2,500 a month bump, which again it's going to take you 114 months um, or almost 10 years, right? So no, I mean it's like that's definitely to me like crunching those numbers. And that's, that's how I would have evaluated the deal is if that's really what I was looking at. Um, because I don't see Westwood secondary market surpassing Harlem secondary market um, anytime soon. The, do you want lower growth and pays higher dividends or higher growth? Yeah. But like these aren't even close enough to have that conversation in my mind. Like, if the difference was like a hundred thousand, like maybe, but even then, I mean, at a hundred thousand um, and only earning twenty five hundred a month more, like that's still forty months. Like it's still over three years. I just don't see it being worth it because the reality is, if you if you okay, so let's say you sold for your two eighty six, right? So two hundred eighty six thousand you just sell it for more for, for that. Now you uh, buy, you just go mint any city. You can literally go to any city and just mint right at uh, 0.147 divided by 12. You will get, so if you just took the secondary market, you sold those Harlems, go to any fresh mint, you would be earning 3500 with no collection bonus, right? So, like, to me, like, not only is it a bad deal, it's, like, a really bad deal um, because you, I would, if you wanted to get more earnings, which is fair, you're not earning a ton on this Harlem. If I was the owner of this, I would be selling the Harlem properties for that incredible amount. I would take that, and you could go and buy fresh mints, there's still collections available in LA. If you really want to get into LA, you could probably get a much better collection on the secondary market for that. Plus, 
You add in the value of an apartment and a townhouse, an apartment in New York, oh, like the spark on that alone is what, 200000 Like, isn't it? Some, somewhere know. around there, 200000 250000 I could check. I think the wiki has a... <laughs> Now, under the building section, and that was uh, <laughs> that was something I did find interesting as I was researching it. Um, they're pretty similar with total properties in each collection. Uh, Westwood had four thousand four hundred and forty-one, and Harlem had four thousand three hundred and sixty-three properties in it. But over overall, you know, Manhattan only has forty-one thousand five hundred and ninety-five properties versus Los Angeles's. 647,799 properties. So it goes with that scarcity. We see it on the floor prices all the time. Manhattan's been leading uh, San Francisco by about a three to one margin, which is, which is typical. Uh, LA is still too new to really shake out, but it's got so many properties, but we're talking a limited collection to a limited collection, but the future growth of Harlem and Manhattan, I think, is going to outpace L.A. all day long. If you need the UPEX now, sell the Harlem, and you can get more um, interest per month, as Thank Me Later said. Or you continue to let this grow. Because, once again, this is at the floor, and with the buildings on it, you could definitely sell more for the floor. Yeah, so the the, the apartment alone was worth an, an extra 200000 bump. On that pro on that property alone, like I wouldn't trade the Harlem property with the apartment for an entire Westwood collection. <laughs> like, so I really hope that this player did not accept the deal. Did they not? Uh, they did not. They came okay, back with, good. "Wow, thank you for all of that." So they, <laughs> they, they were appreciative. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't get a a chance to really discuss with them why they thought it was good. Um, well, on like if you just look at it, like again, a, a new player who may not know the market or anything, they go, "Well, hey, I don't have this collection. It's technically a better collection. It's a one point seven over my one five seven. It's in, uh, you know, L.A. It's more up squares. It has a significantly higher original mint. The the earnings is what five times." Six times your monthly earnings, whatever that. Yeah, it's it's over six x your monthly earnings. Like, yeah, you go on paper initially that doesn't seem like a bad deal until you realize the secondary value of Harlem and go, oh wait, hold on, those properties are worth a whole lot more um, than what they were minted for, and they're worth a whole lot more than what Westwood is being minted for right now. So. Again, this is this is a, a great example of a scenario where depending on what parts like you this is why you need to evaluate every angle of a trade. Like to make sure you're not missing something. Um, I still have trades, like I have a couple of trades that are that are live now. Um, we're running long now, so I won't I won't bring it up, but um, I, I have a couple that have been sitting literally in my inbox for like a week now because I haven't done, I haven't finished doing my diligence on them to just make sure like, is this really a deal I want to do? So great, great one. Thank you for whoever submitted this. And honestly, if you out there are listening and you go, wow, I really want to know a deal, whether it's you're making the deal, you're making the offer or you've been made an offer and you have questions, reach out. 
We'll give you our evaluation. It's not financial advice. We will just give you our opinions and insights and, you know, the facts that we have to hopefully help you make a more educated decision. Yeah. And also, uh, (laughs) I think everyone's too busy trying to get the UCC (laughs) form filled out. I hope so. I hope you guys crash the form. I hope all 19 and now 15 listeners, I hope you're all feverishly filling it out. Um, Great, great project. Oh, and I will give a shout out to More Cheese because she put something. It's a bit up here. Uh, where's she? Because I did. I finally, uh, I broke down. Uh, More Cheese was telling me, and I got to, I got to do a couple other ones. Uh, in the Midtown Terrace, um, they they have a thing where like I, I just put up a property, uh, one of my properties. I put up a building, and. Um, more cheese hooked it up and, and got got the uh, the MTU team to um, or MTT MT, anyway Midtown Terrace United maybe and I feel bad because they were anyway it's MTU with a UDU I don't know anyway they they built it up and so she gave me a shout out I'm trying to find it here you go oh, that was early oh here, here it is we can talk about TML's new build in MTU see it is MTU Glad to have you there, buddy. Thanks, more cheese. I plan on doing another one. I have a couple. I have a couple other MTU properties, and I love the project. Continue to pat yourself I, I like on the it. back. <laughs> there you go. There it is. All right. If anybody is interested in having a consultation with myself and thank me later, one on one, and we can discuss uh, a thirty-minute consultation, hit us up on DM. Um, now you do, oh, and it's free. It's, it's free. free. We're not- it's absolutely like, free. No premium, no premium charges yet. And you just got to agree that we can record the session. You don't have to do video. You can do audio. Um, oh, whoa, whoa. is there a, is there a couch involved? I've been in this. I've seen this before. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, yes. It's just not come a, in that. For a free consultation. It will be recorded. <laughs> it's for training purposes. Trading purpose. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. The trading films. No, but seriously, uh, if, if you would like to have a consultation with myself or myself and Thank Me Later or Thank Me Later himself, please let us know. Hit us up in DM on Discord. Uh, that's something, another uh, video series that we want to work on is just um, talking through with players on strategy, what they want to do. Um, our thoughts on their portfolio. It could be anything. Um, so if you're interested in that, please send us messages in DM. Please send them to me and I'll coordinate with Thank Me Later because if not, they kind of get lost in his inbox and you'll never hear from him. Um, or, I mean, or, I can't promise, but yeah, too stupid's probably better to message about it. But yeah. Yeah. So also make sure you do subscribe to our YouTube channel and Hit that bell so you're notified when a new when we go live or we post a new video. Oh, nice thing! And follow us on Twitter. I didn't even use. Oh, here, hold on. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Upex Podcast. Do you have anything else to say to our listeners before we get out of here? Uh, no. Uh, so there are a couple other resources. Uh, the Upland Wiki is going to be working on. Um. If there is again, there's an Upland Wiki uh, Twitter as well. If you want to follow that, and if you're on Facebook, actually, um, it's a very small group. 
I haven't really uh, advertised it a lot yet. It is Upland Wiki has a Facebook group. Uh, we will not be doing. I hate all these Upland groups that are just like spamming nonsense sales and hate and stuff. Um, the Upland Wiki Facebook group is going to be a hundred percent just information, question answer, no sales, no promotions, like just information about Upland and Q and A. And also, there's some really cool like. Uh, Facebook has this like guide, like you can like make guides and have like quizzes and stuff. So I'm in the process of putting together some really fun uh, Upland guides and like a little mini quiz. It's like, are you, you know, are you actually ready to get out of FSA? Can you answer this quiz? And it's going to be interesting. Once it's fully done, I, I want to have some veterans. Maybe we'll do it live. We'll have uh, we'll, we'll we'll have people take the quiz live to see if they could pass um, some basic Upland information, uh, which would be cool. Like, what does FSA stand for? Ooh, or, you, you know, what's your max daily sends? Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, these sessions will be shared on this channel as well. So. Yeah, but and, and keep in mind, though, if you don't, like, if you want to remain anonymous or, like, you don't want to be, like, public on it, like, we, we'll still help you out. Like, if you're like, hey, I don't want to necessarily be, I don't want it to be broadcast, as long as we can, like, leverage the information, like, here and be able to put together some slides and talk about it. If you don't want to be directly participant in, like, your session streamed live or posted live, that's okay, too, because I know some people are, you know, more private than others. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So definitely check all that out. Until next week, everyone, be safe. Have a good week. Good luck on building out your treasure hunting maps and treasure hunting for Upex or Spark. It's the Upex Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDucking.